0: All right, welcome to the official second episode of the Sports Ethos Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Robert Slosi. Along with me, as always, well, for the second time in a row, Shane Hansen, How are you doing today, Shane?
1: Well, you know, if it's for the second time in a row and this is the second episode, I guess that would mean always right now. Yeah, pretty um,
0: much. Pretty much. Pretty but, much. you know,
1: no, I'm good. Um, yeah, no, not. Nothing to complain about here, you know, just on here chilling with you. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, you can follow us at Arcelosi, at Shane Hanson, 612 on Instagram for Shane. Uh, Let's get it. We're gonna That's not some- my
1: Instagram anymore.
0: That's not your Instagram anymore. It's at Shane C. Hanson, correct? I got to switch that on my hey. bio. I got to <laughs> switch that on my bio. All right. Um, we're gonna talk some 6-12 NFL draft. Got hacked. It did get hacked, disappointingly. This was during anyway. the pandemic that yours got hacked. I can't keep repeating it. Um, <laughs> all right, we're gonna do some NFL draft. First, let's start with um, winners and losers for you. Overall, winners and losers for the NFL draft.
1: Yeah. Um, the people that jump out to me, for winners, would be the Eagles. Um, You know, taking Jalen Carter at nine, I know that there were some concerns with his character, but, you know, considering his talent, the fact that he dropped to nine is still pretty amazing. Um, And, you know, they saw the opportunity to get him, so they did. And yeah, I mean, that was obviously the highlight pick. Um, but, you know, just in the rest of the draft, I think they did a a good job of adding depth where maybe where either they were a little thin or where, you know, things weren't as good. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. And then... Let's see them. Who, who? else? Oh, um, I think Houston. Um, you know, we'll see. Obviously, they were pretty aggressive trading up two, three to take CJ Stroud and Will Anderson back to back. But
0: um, yeah, that could that could know, come back mind. to bite them. That could come back to bite them next year, like. Yeah. Right away, if it doesn't work out the way they hope it will. Yeah. So that's the thing, I mean... They're betting on winning right eight now, or nine games themselves. That's a big deal.
1: Like, right now, it looks good. But I can see that derailing. <laughs> um, another, another good one, in my opinion, was... Uh, was the Steelers. Yeah. You know, they added some great interior defenders. Um, and I think they got a good corner too, like, in one of the later rounds, which was good. And just added depth to the O-line, which they needed to do. <laughs> um As far as people who I thought got a big fat F, maybe not an F, but did worse in the draft, was um, uh, the Titans. I thought they had an awful draft. Oh, hell. Um,
0: Oh, hell, I have stuff to talk (laughs) about with the Titans.
1: I'm not going to say the 49ers draft was bad, but it was definitely strange. Um, just because, I mean, they don't have a lot of needs, so, like, you know, that makes it a little bit acceptable to take a kicker in the fourth round, but at the same time, it's still strange. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see, who else, there was, there was another one that I, I'm sorry.
0: There's one obvious one, at least for me. Uh, the Jets? Detroit. I don't know what the hell yeah. they did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no,
1: that was weird, too.
0: They, they decided the either. They decide. Well, yeah, I don't. They just didn't do very much at all. Um, Detroit decided. All right. We'll draft a running back in the first round when you already paid David Montgomery pretty solid money. You had DeAndre not even, Swift.
1: Not even the best running back. You know? Yeah.
0: You had DeAndre Swift and then you decide to trade him for a bag of beans which is one of the dumbest trades I think I've ever seen in NFL history, I swear to God. The trade made no okay. sense. What the, the only good thing Detroit did was draft Hayden Hooker. That's all they did. That's the only good thing they did.
1: Even that I wasn't a fan of.
0: We'll talk about the quarterbacks a bit later. The Jets, I don't know what the Jets are doing. They're just becoming the Packers. It's... It's
1: like Tampa when Brady went. They just became... Uh, New England 1.5. Yeah. Except in a much weaker division. <clears throat> but... Yeah. Yeah, you know. This certainly... Yeah, this is definitely, in my opinion, one of the stranger drafts that we've ever had.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think that um, every team's draft board was so dramatically different and i've i don't how many drafts have we seen that where i felt like every team's draft board well obviously every team's draft board's different depending on need or whatever but right. this one felt so dramatic
1: yeah well and i think it was for me at least like the first the first four other than Houston trading up, like, the first four picks were like, okay, yeah, that's about what we expected. But then it was at five when the Seahawks took Devin Witherspoon. Devin Witherspoon, yeah. Then I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) A little higher than I thought he'd go, but all right. Um, And then from there, it was like, dominoes falling. I was like, of just you know weird things that nobody saw coming i know i didn't yeah um but there's always you know it seems like there's always
0: that one pick where it happens and everyone's like whoa <laughs> um they, they felt like almost every pick in the first round for me because i was like what the sh-? like what there's yeah, so many was, that i was like
1: huh it was a lot um yeah. <laughs>
0: so, anyways. Yeah. Uh, speaking on the Chargers, Quinton Johnson, wide receiver at a TCU. Some like of the Chargers always have a prototype for a receiver, finesse and speed. Uh, it feels like this prototype does end up getting them hurt.
1: <laughs> Mike the really, really like that though. What? Sorry. Mike Williams doesn't really like that though.
0: I get well yeah, he's more he's more like slant based, but I feel like the Chargers draft the prototype and he is that. Like or excuse me, Quinn yeah. Johnson is that. But I did like the move. I think the idea that he's compared to DeAndre Hopkins is maybe a little much. But he can definitely develop into that. How do you feel about that move for the Chargers?
1: Yeah, no, I I liked it. You know, they don't I think we were talking about this recently. The Chargers don't have a ton of needs, like big needs, you know?
0: Um, That's why we're not going to talk about them much today. We're only talking about Johnson and moving on. There's not much else to talk about with the Chargers well, draft. I mean,
1: yeah. No, I, just, I think, because when I was looking at them, you know, and where they were picking and who had been picked, I was like, yeah, they should probably go receiver here. Um, just because, you know, for a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, we're kind of in a three receiver league now. Um but also think I mean when you look at Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, as good as they are, um A they get hurt more often than I'm comfortable with <laughs> and um and B, you know, regardless of the injuries. Unfortunately, they are getting up there in age for an NFL player, um, especially Allen. So, I mean, yeah, you know, get this guy to help now, but also for the future, you know. Um, yeah, and then I uh, I like their second round pick as well, uh, uh, Tuley, the linebacker. Yes, um, yes, because I exactly. brought like, him the... up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was to me their biggest hole on defense was uh, linebacker. Of course, you have Bosa and Khalil Mack, but they're more like edge rushers as opposed to true Line linebackers, linebackers. I feel, yeah, yeah. So you know, just get that guy in the middle of the defense. It's always, it's always a good thing to have. Yeah. Um,
0: the thing with the Chargers, as as you mentioned, Shane, I think is important. They're just like plugging holes and filling needs. They're not doing much else, and they don't have to. Because as we talked about last week, the problem we have with them is coaching, not the roster. We could only say so much about the roster weekly. And this year, they, they just plugged in holes, and it's like, all right, cool, cool. Like, that's good. That's not a bad thing. And they weren't going to yeah. be a big winner or a big loser. They were just going to be in the middle of the ground, the team that just plugged holes. And then, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they do as we get into training camp or rookie camp. So that's, that's kind of the whole spiel with the chargers. Um, You wish they'd gotten a guard at some point, but yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, there's well. some more in free and see, I think, and they'll, they'll find some pieces. I think Um, my big winners, um, ones that you didn't mention, or the main one that you didn't mention for me was Atlanta. Holy crap. Bijan Robinson makes a ton of sense for this roster. I know that, you know, I know they have Tyler Iger and he had a thousand yard season. I get it, but my goodness, he is going to be fun. And he's probably going to be, I'm also thinking about it from a fantasy perspective, because I'm trying to think about, okay, look at, look at the running back rooms around the NFL. There's not going to be many like pure RB one places and it's going to suck for us in fantasy football. Uh, (laughs) Bijan's going to be that. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's not a, like a top five pick in a in a in a in a fantasy draft. But that being said, he fits this roster perfectly. They're going to use him insanely, in like a lot. They're going to use him so much, and oh, yeah. he's too he's so versatile. Like, yeah, we were we were pretty clear. I felt that the Eagles were going to grab him. Atlanta jumps in. He didn't even meet with Atlanta, from what I heard, from what you heard. He didn't even meet with Atlanta on the pre-draft process in terms of like an official visit. Doesn't really matter. I, he, he seems excited about it. And if I was him, I'd be excited about it. It's a perfect fit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And especially with, um, the kind of offense they run, it's very, um, <laughs> not to sound snobby, but it, it it's very college. Uh, it literally like is. Collegiate. It is. It very um,
0: much is. That's why they're you know, fun to watch a, on TV every Sunday.
1: Yeah. You know, it's kind of a pistol spread uh, type of thing, which is very common in college. You don't really see that in the pros too much. Um, but, you know, that's what they do. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it means you're going to be running a lot. <laughs> so, uh, you know, getting those, getting as many guys as you can. With him, um, you know, whatever it is, it's it's helpful for sure. Um, yeah, no, but I normally because they, they got him like what eighth overall?
0: Yeah, right I before think, yeah. the Eagles jumped the Eagles to get him.
1: Yes, yeah, well, so didn't I mean, jump them, but
0: that's... they had the pick, so yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, normally I would say that's a little high for running back but like in this case it I get it for an offense that's very run centered so yeah
0: yeah doesn't Bijan wear the number 8 isn't he going to wear 8 for the for the Falcons i think he is so that's going to be kind of funny does but, is he going to wear eight? well no he couldn't cuz Pitts is 8 that's right Kyle Pitts is 8 what do I don't imagine him. It was weird seeing him have the number one he'll be, jersey.
1: He'll be eighty-eight. No, I oh don't know. shit!
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm very excited about that. You mentioned all the other ones. Yeah, I thought the Jets draft was weird. Green Bay did Green Bay shit, and that's that. Uh, New England got Christian Gonzalez. This is a perfect Bill Belichick pick. He'll be there for a decade. Seattle again confused the shit out of us. Um once again. And I mean I like I like Smith the Jigba. I love that pick, but what the hell was Devin Witherspoon? Like, yeah, he fits the system, but still I thought that was, that was dumb. Yeah, I thought it was extremely dumb. Um other than that, that's kind of what I had. Like Tennessee I think was terrible. Um I mean they picked up they picked up Skronic, which was great, but minus that, ugh. um not like Skronic was a super huge need for them, although they do like that prototype of alignment. Uh and then Detroit being But Detroit. they did
1: but they did get the mayonnaise
0: coffee guy. Um <laughs> God. Just uh just an absolute mess. Uh let's do part two of what we did last week. Um What's your new ranking of these quarterbacks now that we know their official team? And let's add in Hayden Hooker into this mix as well. So now that we know the teams, where do you rank these quarterbacks in terms? Now we have their fits. Now it's not here's best fit. No, we have where they're fitting. Um, How do you rank them now?
1: Yeah, so I had it as... I
0: had Stroud, Young, Levis Richardson. Yeah, I believe so. Maybe I think Young and Stroud might have been flipped, but it's pretty similar. Yeah.
1: Um, but now I'm going to go Young, Stroud, Richardson, Levis, and Hooker,
0: I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I would put um, Hooker up one spot over where where, where Levis is because I think that situation just sucks for him. I think it's awful. I, just, I mean, to be honest, I don't. I don't. I don't
1: feel like Levis or Hooker are really going to start for extended periods of time in the NFL. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I just, <laughs> I just don't see them. I, I like, I, they clearly seem to like Goff in Detroit, which, yeah, I do too. Um, and they, you know, they speak very highly of him. And it sounds like they don't plan to move off of him or whatever. so you know, I feel like, uh, I mean, I feel like they are just going to have Hooker on the bench for who knows how. <laughs> Kinda of, it, it's almost it almost feels like um to me it almost feels like Kyle Trask or Kellamond. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. I would say more Trask Anyways. than Mod because Mod was a fourth round pick and he's now on a futures contract. Okay, I feel yeah. like there I feel like Kyle will probably be in the same boat in about a year or two. He'll be on a futures deal. Um but yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. If Kyle Trask wins this job in Tampa Bay, I'm gonna be so confused. There's no reason Baker shouldn't win that job. There's there's none. Yeah, no, I would be shocked if that, happened. <laughs> but yeah. Let's expand on Tennessee because. So, I so at the beginning of last year, we watched Malik Willis, and we were like. Eh. Doesn't look too good. Doesn't look too great. And then, at least I. I... Too high on him. Yeah, no, I know you weren't too high on him. I towards the end of last year, I he played a Sunday night game. I think maybe week fourteen. Why don't I remember the weeks? I don't know. It was, it was the Thanksgiving. Type... Was it Thanksgiving? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That I think around that time. Why don't around I know I don't around remember, then? You, you know why I don't remember? Because I hated watching the Titans. I watched them every week and they were so freaking annoying. Um but
1: or actually No, I, I don't know. It was it was in November. Sometime. Yeah, it was I like around
0: that. November, early December. I and I was like, all right, this guy's Lamar Jackson light. I think he fits what Tennessee actually needs on that offense. Because they need speed. They need speed at the quarterback position. They are need so, a lot of things. Right. They need a lot of things. But when I'm thinking about what they need at quarterback, I was like, this guy provides an edge that Tannehill can't. And yeah, he's a project, but I I fully expected him. I, I had a I had a I don't know if fully expected. It, I had a feeling that he might even start in 2023. Like I had that. In a sense, like, all right, he'll develop and then maybe they'll move off Tannehill. And then they're just, they just are just like, all right, Will Levis. Like, and I was like, what, what, w- what? Like, so the reason you get Malik Willis is okay, he's athletic. There, there you go. Like, it's simple. The guy's an athletic quarterback. Like, yeah, he might not be the best accurate thrower, but he's athletic. He has, again, that added dimension. It's like, Will Levis, to me, just feels like a younger version of Ryan Tannehill. Like, I I genuinely felt that. I was like, bro, if you think about what they're going to make him do, what they're going to make him do in that offense, it's just a younger version of Tannehill. It doesn't do anything to make that team better whenever he starts. And then Malik is just going to sit there. Think about how much money they have locked up to their quarterbacks right now just off the last two drafts and Tannehill. It's just so stupid. It's like stupid. The from
1: a few years ago. Yeah.
0: Yo, yo, it is. It <laughs> is. It is. It's not as bad, but it's pretty damn close. I just... Wh- what, What's their logic here? Like, can you even explain what they're doing at the position? Like...
1: Nope. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I mean, like you said, he just... He seems like a young Tannehill, and yeah, that's very accurate. Um maybe a little stronger of an arm, but still, I mean, you know, he's got speed, but he's not, like, super fast, you know, he's just, you know, he's pretty good arm, nothing special. Yeah, and I mean, he certainly doesn't have, he certainly has a much worse attitude than Tannehill, um,
0: that's because, fun, because look at Tannehill's comments with all this shit.
1: Because like, Will,
0: this is gonna, like, that's fun.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, Will Levis is very, um, he's very self-absorbed, so. Um, at least he appears to be. Um, so, yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't really know what they're doing. The <laughs> Titans. Um, but who knows? Maybe they've got some master plan that they're <laughs> working on or something. I don't know. Um,
0: it's And weird. then this kind of freaked me out. Ben Arthur of FoxSports.com said that they could turn to Levis if the team gets off to a slow start. And I'm just like... He, he says in the piece that they might explore an idea of training or getting rid of Tannehill. I mean, look, this is just kind of, I guess, more his opinion. I, I'm sure there's some sources involved in it. But r- really? like they Imagine how, how short of a leash is Tannehill really going to be on, and then you're not going to turn to your, I would argue, better option at quarterback in Malik Willis. You're going to turn to Will Levis, and then I swear to you, we're just going to sit here in week four or five going same shit it's the same shit as Tannehill. there's not they, 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 we're gonna be like this is the same Enough. shit and it's garbage and this team desperately needs an actual starting quarterback to get back to the title game and that's the freaky part this team four or five years ago was an amc championship team and that roster to be fairly I honest to, in that roster, to be fairly honest, that they had in that title game is still pretty much there minus some small nuts and bolts. I mean, it's nice fair, and Yeah. And then, yeah, the receiver being the biggest thing. I so like like what, they have just fallen off a cliff. And I think this move with Will Levis just is like, all right, we're going to fall deeper. Instead <laughs> of like, Let's actually yeah. improve the team. No, this feels like we're falling deeper. And honestly, I, the, the one word that I put here, this is desperation. They're just desperate for a quarterback. They're, they're jawing at straws and not even getting the best quarterbacks yeah. on the board. Is that, is that the right word for, for you, Shane?
1: Probably. I mean, yeah, it's just. Not even desperation. It's just stupidity. <laughs> I don't know. It's um yeah, it's it's odd. I don't understand it um but yeah, I mean they've they've been making strange moves the last couple of years. So I don't know. It's it's just weird how they seemingly so quickly went from You know, being this great team with a great young roster and, um, you know, it's like, okay, we finally got our veteran quarterback that works for us. And now here they are.
0: (laughs) Here they are. The veteran quarterback is on the outs. Tannehill's like this feels like deja vu. Obviously, it's freaking deja vu because they're just drafting. You're just draft. They're just drafting your replacement. And honestly, Tannehill's going to beat them out anyway. Like I don't, I don't like. At least for the little, at least for a little while, I was like, he's gonna.
1: For the time being, yeah,
0: yeah. Like I don't see Will Levis in preseason playing bonkers enough, or Willis for that matter, to to get the job from Tannehill. I just don't see that happening. I don't see a world where that occurs. It's just, it's disgusting. It's disgusting and it's awful.
1: And maybe like in. Eight years or something, uh, Will Levels so will get traded to uh, some random team, like Indianapolis or something, and be. Uh, we'll all think he's terrible, and then he starts and is great for them, for like two years, just like Tannehill.
0: <laughs> Pretty much, that 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 could be the career trajectory. Speaking of Indy. Let's hear what the quarterback that they picked up, Anthony Richardson. I really wanted Seattle to grab him. I felt, but I also was like,
1: I nah. really wanted
0: Seattle to grab him. But then the more yeah. I thought about it, the more I was like, oh my God, Pete Carroll ruin this man's career because this offense is like <laughs> fucking two thousands. And by the way, Seattle, once again, drafted like it was 2010. Zach Charbonnet, the hell. Um, yeah. Talked about like, oh God um they they were you know whatever um but i i really um yeah i will uh i'm i'm really excited by anthony richardson to the colts let's take a break and then uh we'll finish up with anthony richardson and uh we'll do a pop culture topic we'll we'll talk about uh reed richards finally getting casted as fantastic four so uh we'll, we'll talk about that uh, all right let's take a break uh we'll be back shortly All right, we're back from our short break there. We're just talking about Anthony Richardson. As I previously mentioned before he we went to break, I really wanted Seattle to grab him, um, but I thought it would be a terrible fit. Here's a great fit. Indianapolis Colts, good offensive scheme. They work with his athletic traits. I mean, again, as we kind of talk about with Malik Willis, he sort of has that prototype, although I think he's much better coming out than Malik was. Um, very physically gifted just in so many different aspects. Um, not a natural thrower of the football, but I think for what Indy needs, they they need someone athletic. They can't be having Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers running around for years, which they jumped and Matt around. Ryan. And Matt Ryan.
1: And Dakota Brissett.
0: And Brissett And what might have been Gardner Minshew, which still might be for a little bit. Um, it's 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 the perfect fit. Right, Shane? I mean, it's the perfect fit for what they need and what he needs as a quarterback. Yeah,
1: you know, especially what he needs, I think, you know. Um their new coach, James and we talked about it last week. He's a or whenever it was. Uh, um, he's sort of a you know, quarterback whisperer, if you will. Um, he's great at helping these young quarterbacks who you think maybe it's like, I don't know if they're a great, you know, NFL fit, whatever, and develops them into something really good. Um, You know, so I, I, I don't see why this would be any different um, because, you know, the truth is Anthony Richardson, as talented as he is, he is a project, you know, so he's, he's not a guy that I would want to be starting right away, like in the next year or two, but I feel like he's going to because I don't know. I mean, who else do you got? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, they're um, going to put him out there.
1: Yeah. Which I don't, I don't love, but here we are. Um, So we'll, you know, we'll see. I think the first, Year or two is going to be bumpy, I would imagine, um, just because he doesn't have much experience and he's not—he's not a great thrower of the ball. He just doesn't. Well, he has a strong arm, but <laughs> he—I um, think he just makes bad reads and, um, you know, doesn't doesn't give the right amount of pressure on the ball speed, whatever else. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I think it'll be, I think it has the potential to work out pretty well though, considering the coach, um, and just looking at his track record.
0: Yeah. I agree that year one and potentially year two will be bumpy. I think The way it's not going to be as bumpy as you might think is that I feel like they're going to push him to use his speed. They're going to push him to play kind of a Lamar Jackson role. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. He's going to have to learn how to throw the football, though, and make those good reads. He's going to have to learn it in this league in order to be successful. But they're going to give him time. I'm you, he's probably going to throw a ton of interceptions. I'm not oblivious to that. Um, but oh yeah, I am excited for what he can bring to a team that needs more athletic pieces on the offense, especially with the receiving core that I guess is less to be desired. I mean, they're making upgrades there. They they have a you know, Pierce, they have Pittman. It's not amazing. Yeah, not... No. Um, but it's something that he can work with. Um, so yeah, in general, I'm I'm pretty, pretty uh excited about it. Um Uh, Finishing up uh, our NFL draft stuff, any kind of last thoughts? Is this just overall one of the weirdest drafts you've ever covered, if not the weirdest one?
1: Yeah, I think that we've covered on the show, certainly. One of or on all of our shows over the years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. One of the weirder ones for sure.
0: Yeah, Um, this tops my list. I don't think it's, I don't, it's just, yeah.
1: I mean, we still don't have a moment like Jordan Love being drafted at 26 or whatever. Yeah. Um, He hasn't even (laughs) played played yet
0: a significant time. What?
1: I mean, hey, he was on the bench three years. Guess who else was on the bench three years in Green Bay?
0: Yeah. And he, he, in, instead of instead of signing his fifth year option, he's just like all right, just take a one year contract extension, which is very weird, um, for Jordan Love. Bad. But you know, I feel like they just want to give him enough time. But I'm I'm scared. Like when I look at Green Bay, I was thinking about this yesterday. When I think about Green Bay next year, I'm like, I don't have anything. I just think they're going to be a four <laughs> or five win team, that's not very fun. I think defensively they'll be pretty good, but I I think Jordan Love is going to be awful. I, everything I've seen of him, and yeah, this is the first year where he actually gets the full scope of the quarterback coaching staff, which I got to be completely honest, I think ignored him the last three years, and that's not which was not a good idea. Yeah, I, I feel like they actually did ignore him because every time I watched him, whether it's preseason or that Chiefs game during the pandemic or whatever, I was constantly like, this guy looks looks like he just isn't being developed. Like he can't, I, I genuinely, yeah. Shane, felt, and we've had this conversation a bunch of times with him, I felt strongly that he isn't actually that bad. Like, he, he can't be that bad. Like, I don't think he's good, but you can't be that bad and be a backup NFL quarterback. Okay. Like he he looked that bad to me. And I'm still scared about that going yeah. into next year.
1: I mean, it, it's tough to say, too, because it could have been a situation where just, you know, he wasn't expecting to start. And then kind of abruptly, they were like, okay, you're in. He was like, uh. <laughs> he sort of, you know, he's going up against the Chiefs. They're Super Bowl champions, and he was like, okay, you know, I mean, this is that'd be a little bit intimidating, I think, especially in Arrowhead, um,
0: right? But also, but also, like one of one of one of the games that sticks to, out to me last year was actually a preseason game. It was Niners-Packers in Santa Clara. He goes out there and throws three picks. And all of them minus one were some of the most disgusting throws I've ever seen. And we've (laughs) seen Nathan Peterman have five pick games. We've seen... I think there's maybe one other guy that I'm forgetting. But... I know it's preseason, and I get it. I understand it. But I've I've never seen him go from from playing as bad as he did against the Chiefs to playing in that preseason game. On national TV, by the way, the game was on NFL Network. And it was on NFL Network because they wanted to see the quarterbacks. That's why it was on national TV. And it looked (laughs) awful. And I just don't. I don't that's one of the worst quarterback performances I have ever seen regardless of the quality of the game. I I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm just scared it's
1: going to be interesting to put it mildly. <laughs> but
0: do you see a do you see a reality where this goes really well for for the Packers this year?
1: I mean, not this year, but I don't know. Down the road, if he ends up doing good, who knows?
0: I'm going to give it this year. That's all I'm going to give it. I think it's just this year. We'll see what he's made of. I don't think it's going to be that great. And then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we made a horrible decision. And I'm you like, mean, duh. They
1: have had enough time to... Sit on it and develop him now. It's like, okay. Let's let's get going here. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No, I agree. <laughs> and I feel but that's part of my thing too. I feel like they haven't even cared to develop him. This is the first offseason where I feel like he's actually gonna get a camp that matters. And I don't know how much yeah. of a difference that's gonna make because the dude's in year three. Four. Four now. Oh god. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm worried. I'm worried. Um the, uh the thing you're I guess semi-worried about as we head to our sort of pop culture topic, we did a whole pop culture topic. That show's coming out very soon. I'll make sure it comes out before this one. We did a whole Cinemacon thing. Uh today we're just gonna do one quick thing to finish off the show. Um I'm calling it the post credit scene. I think I think that's a pretty good title. Is <laughs> that's it?
1: Funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't like think
0: that. that's a I don't <laughs> think that's a bad title. Sometimes we'll do full length it, it, pods. It'll, it'll
1: make yeah. No, it'll make more sense once we start talking about this why it's why you're calling it that.
0: Yeah. Uh Adam Driver is reportedly officially casted as Reed Richards in the Fantastic 4 in the 616 universe of uh the MCU uh because of course John Krasinski is in 838 um which uh I mean look I so <laughs> these Fantastic Four casting rumors for some reason still coughing and need more water. Um the the thing with the fantastic four is these casting rumors have been dumb Mila Kunins as the thing was one of the dumbest (laughs) casting rumors I've ever heard yeah like a a female version of Ben Grimm like okay but I, I, I respect female actors and stuff but Ben Grimm should not be a female like that just sounds like a recipe for disaster Yeah, um, the other Fantastic Four rumors obviously were a lot Reed Richards centric. Um, I think Ab Driver's fine, but first, before you you mention your thoughts on it, can you give us kind of an overview of him as a character and what you would look for just in general for an actor to play Reed Richards?
1: Sure, um, yeah, I mean, Reed Richards is usually in comics depicted as a guy who is obviously very smart, um, but somebody who's also very, you know, very calm, just always feels like he's got things under control, you know. Um, and he's, he's definitely uh not somebody who just likes to resort to violence, you know, um, definitely prefers to use the brain and just cause he's very intelligent, very compassionate. Um, but you know, he's, he's also kind of because of that, he's, you know, he can be kind of quick witted and, um, you know, sometimes give kind of snarky comments here and there, you know, just, like, in good fun. Um, and so, I mean, with, with that regard, it's like, yeah, John Krasinski is, like, perfect for that, you know? Um, that's why when he was cast, everyone was like, oh, yeah, oh, this, is, this is great, cast in uh, Doctor Strange. Um,
0: yeah. And even though he died immediately in a spaghetti spludge, um, it was still fun.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, even if it was, even if it was brief. Um, but with that being said, I mean, yeah, I, I think I would look for guys like him. um Let's see, uh, Miles Teller. No kidding. Uh, Um, no, no, I'm I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, no, Krasinski. Um, yeah, if he wasn't already in the MCU, I would say Oscar Isaac would be pretty good. I like Uh, him as Moon
0: Knight, but you are correct. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um. Let's
0: see who who else? It's it's a tough character to cast because he's pretty unique. Um now I understand why the casting rumors were off their rocker.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Um Jason Bateman, is that weird?
0: Not entirely. No. No. Uh, yeah.
1: Um but I guess the, the issue to me with Adam Driver, like I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this casting. It might I my mind might change, I don't know. Um it could be like Ben Affleck's Batman. I thought it was terrible at first, the casting, but then I saw the movie and I was like, okay, never mind. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I hope that's the case here. Um But yeah, I mean, I, I like Adam Driver. Um but he's very he's he's very stoic. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Very stoic, very dry. He just doesn't to me at least he just doesn't bring that charismatic you know kind of that charm that Reed Richards has. So I don't know. We'll see. I told you I could see him a lot better as Doctor Doom and like I know he just played a villain (laughs) in Star Wars. Um you know, say what you want about those movies, but he was great in those. Um so yeah, now I'm just curious about who else is gonna be cast. I I don't know.
0: Yeah. Apparently they're gonna start filming in January. So we're gonna hear we're gonna hear the official cast very soon. Sooner later. Yeah. Uh very, very soon. I, I'm fine with it honestly i i think he's a really unique guy i want to watch more of his stuff now like i haven't seen marriage yeah. story yet i'm probably not gonna watch 65 i might force myself to watch 65 just for fun because i've heard so <laughs> many like crazy things but i want to watch marriage story uh let me think about I mean, what i'm else. sure he'll be fine you it's gotta watch like... the star wars stuff with him obviously House of Gucci yeah. is pretty damn good. Last Duel I haven't seen him in. He was great in Black Klansman. Very underrated. He just does a lot of unique roles. And this honestly might be the most unique. For him. For him. Yeah. 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 I mean. You know.
1: Like I said. He'll. I'm, I'm sure he'll. Be fine. That's just. You know. Just the initial. Like what? Really? Him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, everyone had the same thought when, for instance, Chris Evans was cast as, as Captain America. Everyone was like, what? But then, obviously, he was great.
0: Yeah, because um, remember, he did a bunch of other superhero movies before then. He was like this geek guy, the losers. Human Torch. Human Torch. Um, that was strange casting,
1: if you ask me. <laughs> um you know who in my mind is uh, would just be a
0: perfect human torch who zach efron oh my god it would be great yeah that would be pretty good yeah yeah you know, I, it's I, been, know. It's, I think it also I, if i'm not mistaken i think it's been rumored that he was in the running for it um also yeah. adam driver was on like mcu's buck like Kevin Feige and the whole team's bucket list for Reed Richards apparently who was uh Adam Driver was on Marvel's bucket list for Reed Richards apparently like he, hmm. they, that was the actor they really really wanted which I think is also interesting um that that's apparently what what again from yeah. my time to shine hello who apparently has like a bunch of contacts has that said that's been like the only thing that has been sort of reported with this but um so a couple days ago we kind of got the first inkling of adam driver as reed richards and then the other part of it too that was interesting was margot robbie sue storm which i again really i'm a margot robbie apologist i'm literally gonna go see barbie so I uh... <laughs> and, and by the way, I'm saying this because of her acting. I think she's just such a ridiculously incredible actor. No, she like, is what she did in Babylon. That movie's trash. I hated that movie. But my God, did she just like go all out for like no reason? Like, here's a movie about coke, sex, elephants and just like all this really dumb, dumb stuff that makes no fucking sense. And she was amazing in it, like MVP, so freaking good. For three hours and a half that I spent watching that god awful film, I haven't seen it. <laughs> please don't, please don't.
1: Actually, I, well, I read this. I read the script like a year before it came out, and I was just—you did uh, read was, the script
0: a year before it came out, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I have, uh, I have connections.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but anyways, it was um. Yeah, I just I remember I was like, I mean, right from the first scene, I was like, "What in the hell?" is this?
0: <laughs> I'll say uh, though, Shane. I'll say though, Shane, that yeah. I would be interested in you watching it because I think the only—this is such a sidetrack—but the only people I would say go watch Babylon are people like yourself, who are movie people. It's literally this movie. By the way. By the way, those this... are
1: like my least favorite types of movies, though.
0: I know. <laughs> I get it. But like. But this. OK, just a quick Babylon sidetrack, because I'm obsessed with this movie, because this movie is so ridiculous. It's just out of its it's out of its mind. It's like someone it's like someone. How, how do I frame how someone can come up with the idea of Babylon? It's like it's like someone decided, you know, it's pretty simple. It's like someone who's taking Coke and their brain is exploding as they're taking Coke and said, what if we use Coke as a frame for a movie in the 50s about Hollywood? And they're like, yes. Basically what it is. And it's nuts. But like, and that's the only way I would recommend people to watch it is if you're if you care about film, watch it because it's 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 an interesting thing from a film perspective but watch it with your film buddies. Don't, don't watch it with your wife. Don't watch it with like, I was going to go see it with one of my friends. I'm glad we didn't end up doing that. Like this movie is your parents (laughs) or your parents, like, like watch it on your own time or watch it with your film friends because it is not worth sitting three and a half hours with your parents watching that film at all. It's not even close to worth it. Um, so
1: I know a guy who uh, went and his mom really wanted to see it. So he's like, oh, I'll take it, mom. And she's like 70 and really conservative. And
0: he was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oops. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of funny. Oh, my holy um, God. God. I'm so glad I didn't go to the theaters for that movie. That would have been dreadful. Um, But yeah, that being said. I like Margot Robbie in a lot of roles. I think Sue Storm is really weird. Because how does she go from Harley Quinn to that? Just from a comic book role perspective, it's weird. But her Adam Driver could fit. I just think about them having chemistry, which is important for those two. Unlike the fucking 2015 Fantastic Four where there was no chemistry at all between the two of them. Yeah. Um, by the way, I haven't seen the film in full. I've just seen it in clips, so just going to say that. Probably shouldn't watch the whole film, but I will at some point. Um, but, Speaking of yeah, uh, DC actors jumping ship,
1: another guy who I think would be great as Reed Richards is Nathan Fillion. Um, who did he play in DC? He was in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. He was... Um,
0: uh, what was his he, name? He
1: was, yeah, but he was, he was in some weird costume, so you maybe wouldn't recognize him. Um, and then he was just in Guardians Three, apparently. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm he looking it Was up. what the hell? Yeah, he was. Let's see, TDK.
0: Oh, shoot. He was TDK.
1: Yeah, that was him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that TDK was no. super fun and kind of stupid, but he played it well. Yeah, I love the fact that he was TDK. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, but yeah, um, what are your thoughts of potentially seeing Margot Robbie as Sue Storm?
1: I mean, I think it's a good fit. You know, it's. I mean, she's in everything, so. <laughs> she's literally, so it she
0: literally and figuratively in everything now.
1: It, it wouldn't shock me much if all of a sudden it was just like, oh, yeah, there she is. Um. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it. You know, it'd be. It'd be cool if they were a little more created with it but <laughs> um but, i mean i just i still god i just i wish it would have been john krasinski and emily blunt they would have been great
0: no that would have been perfect but we have it in a 838 i guess for the short time that we had it and who knows we might can't... see him back in secret wars that's true so there's 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 a distinct possibility beggars ba- can't be choosers so, so yeah you know <laughs> damn sorry my coughing yeah. fits are going um speaking of marvel ant-man 3 was not great uh watched it on saturday or last saturday we were recording this on a saturday morning um god awful that script is terrible shane like that i know that script got leaked. so i've heard i know the script got leaked um and I didn't look at it when it got leaked because I knew I was gonna see it and I just didn't want it. So I this movie, by the way, Guardians is gonna be harder. But Ant Man 3 was so easy to not get spoiled. I waited like seven months to watch it or whatever. Six months or I guess no, four like four or three. I waited a good long while to watch it. It only came out in in March. Yeah, so it's been it's been a bit of February. Uh, so yeah, two so, three months. F- yeah. So I, this movie was so easy to not get spoiled. And by the way, there isn't much of a spoiler talk to have with this movie. Yeah. It's, just a, it's honestly just like a bag of nothingness. I was like, what? I mean, Kang is good. I thought he was actually incredible. Uh, Whatever you might think of Jonathan Majors off the screen, which again, I, I'm still... We don't know too much about what... We'll, the,
1: we'll see what happens there. We'll
0: see what happens with that. I... I a lot of it is kind of just rumors and hearsay now, but again, you know, I trust that there's something really bad going on there. So we'll see. Um, but that being said, yeah. on the screen as Kang, he fits the role. Um, oh yeah, I'm not going to spoil. I I'm not going to spoil the mid or post credit scene because it's actually really important to what's going on in the future of the MCU. But um, yeah, I. I thought he was really good, but my god, that script is the worst I've ever seen in the MCU. Like I've never I've never outwardly gone in the middle of watching an MCU movie and gone, Wow, this script just doesn't work. Like it doesn't work. I I've felt that way a few times. Yeah. What what movies have you felt that way with in the MCU? Uh well. Um
1: Iron Man 2. Fair play, yeah. <laughs> there was just a lot going on. Um, Thor of the Dark World.
0: I ignore that movie ever um, existed.
1: I ignore that I ever watched that. Oh, God. I um, I know it's a hot take, but Avengers
0: Endgame, I don't think that was a great script at all. Um, I thought the script was fine. I just felt like the mo- I I don't know. The more I watch Endgame, the more it falls on my list than Rises. I love the final battle because it's literally an hour of just pure yeah. fighting, but minus the the rest of it, not really much of an interest. There's just there's no conflict. Not like, it's really. Just, it's just it's just a here's here's a celebration story. Here's a celebration of you all MCU fans watching every single movie. Like okay, cool. Um, yeah, you're I, welcome I, for all of our money. Uh, to, to be to be to be to be, tru- to be truthfully honest, though, I enjoyed Endgame more the first time I watched it when I didn't really know too much about the context. The second time I knew the context, I was like, "It's it's yeah, it's fine." I I think it's fine. Uh, my opinion on Endgame has changed drastically. Um, but yeah. Uh, that being said, though, I'm to Marvel it, too, yeah, I, yeah for me. I, after, after, I'll say this: like after Endgame, I'm I'm really excited about the future of the MCU. But they have to get more right, and they have to put out less projects, which they are doing. Like Secret Invasion, I'm excited for. I'm actually that's my that's my most anticipated project coming up. Um, now that Guardians is officially out, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but now that Guardians is officially out, my most anticipated project is Secret Invasion. Uh, Nick Fury is going to be fucking awesome. Um, I'm very excited, but yeah. overall. Um yeah, overall that's kind of my spiel. Ant Man Three, that script is just oh god. So bad. <laughs> it's just it's so bad. There's literally a line where one of the characters goes, You're not a dick. I'm like I'm like, did I hear that correctly? Like did I really did I really hear that in an MCU movie? Like was a Star Wars episode two. Yeah, just awful. <laughs> awful beyond belief. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. that that is it for today. Any last thoughts before we go, Shane? No, no, no. I'm I'm tapped out. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm actually going to end up going back to sleep before I edit this. because It's 1023 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and I'm going to be That's honest, like the middle of the night for you. Somewhat. Yeah, I have a really like late schedule normally, but I've gone up at noon every day and went for a run last few days minus yesterday because it was raining so i'm pushing it back yeah um i want to i want to wake up at like semi-normal time so i can have a morning instead of not having a morning and waking up super late and being like well day's halfway over (laughs) yeah wake up at seven like me yeah yeah (laughs) i did that for a while not fun you still got 13 hours of sunshine. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> I just don't want to be overly tired, unfortunately. But thank you, eh, Shane, yeah. for coming on once again. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Um, you can follow us at Ethos Chargers. Uh, said our tags earlier at the beginning of the show. Um, we're going to start pumping out more content on the Twitter. That's kind of one of my goals over the next couple of weeks is to get more stuff out on the Twitterverse uh so elon can be happy um with me um not exactly i just want to pump up more stuff on twitter uh we're gonna make sure we do that as we post these pods
1: we don't we don't need to please him
0: we don't need to please him but i want to pump up the twitter so we're gonna do that we're gonna pump up the twitter over the next couple weeks uh and just have some fun and then yeah we'll we'll get another pod out for you all shortly as well uh thank you shane as always uh, and we'll see you all soon